Hey, everybody, we're back at Bacon Wire. Um, we're going to start off. I'm not going to do an intro. I'm not going to do something clever or silly. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, the world lost a great person yesterday, um, Monday morning, early in the morning in Florida. Adrian Payne, if you don't know, I mean, you, you do know, Adrian Payne passed away, um, age 31, shot in an apartment complex trying to diffuse a situation that was brewing and things just didn't go the right way. And he was shot by a, a friend of a friend basically. And um, I've been letting it sit for a little bit. You know, I really haven't commented much on Twitter or anything because I wanted to kind of keep my, gather my thoughts about it. And, you know, I didn't grow up watching Adrian, but, I I remember when he came to MSU and he was just this really tall, lanky kid who you could tell was not forming into his body yet. And he, or he's trying to learn his basketball body still. And I think what happened what, what came out of him leaving MSU, he not only became an awesome basketball player who we all love to watch and we all enjoyed seeing like every minute of him on the court, um, he became a better person. And I think that's a staple of what Tom Izzo does for a lot of young men that come into the Spartan program. And he's, he's a shining example of it, you know, with him and uh, princess Lacey. I, I mean, I, I got choked up thinking about it earlier and I didn't think it hit me this hard, but I'm, I'm devastated and we all are. And I'll let you guys go. I just, Want to start with, you know, we love you, Adrian, and we miss you and rest in rest in peace. And it's just it gone way, 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 way too soon. Uh yeah, I mean it's um, you know, to lose you know, anyone anyone going before their time is is sad and it's senseless and especially um, especially the way um, Adrian Adrian died trying to trying to mediate an, an altercation. Um, you know, it it's just it's just sad that you know a, a wife lost her husband, a, a son lost his father, and and you know the world lost a a, a kind person who who went out of his way to help others until literally his final days and you know it, it, you know all the stuff he did on the court it, it is well documented right i mean he was he was a prototypical tom Izzo guy he came in raw um a little clunky um you know needed some time but he had that dog he had that spartan dog in him and and as his career went on he grew into the player he he eventually became a player who was good enough to be, you know, a lottery pick. Um, and it's just, it, it just sucks that, that, you know, that person isn't that, you know, that this human being isn't going to be around anymore to positively influence the people around him, whether that's future MSU basketball players, whether that's his son, whether that's just people in his community, it's, it's tragic. And, and, you know, my thoughts are with his, his family, obviously, and anyone who, 
who knew him, who knew him personally and knew him well. Um, because I'm sure if I'm sure if people who only know him parasocially are are hurting right now, I can only imagine what the people who 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 most knew him well are going through. So it just it's it just sucks. It is it is unfathomably tragic that you know someone um, has you know lost their life at, at such a such a young age really just kind of in the prime of his life um i i i uh, i kind of did grow up with watching adrian on michigan state um throughout you know michigan state like th- like throughout while i was in middle school uh he was on the team and that was um that was kind of his time uh and yeah i definitely remember him as that guy who really really came into his own um as he got older at michigan state he was a phenomenal player but i think what people remember you know, more about him is not what he did on the court, but the the chemistry he had with his teammates, with the coaching staff, just the, you know, the, 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 the great energy, the positive energy, the, the brightness he brought around to everybody. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, you know, the, the princess Lacey story with him a couple of years ago, it's just one of, you know, it's one of the most heartwarming uh, things in it, one of the most heartwarming stories in college basketball. Uh, that you can remember it's it and it's just so unfortunate that you know neither of them are with us anymore and for for Adrian Payne to to die you know doing something that he felt was was right by trying to stop a domestic situation is 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 all the more tragic so I mean you know and and then yeah and I guess I'll say the same thing you know uh you know just just thoughts thoughts go out to his family and anyone who knew him and loved him because you know the the world did lose an incredible person yeah um you know he's up there with Lacey right now and you know it's just it's horrible and I'm I'm choking up right now and I really I didn't think I would but like it's I just remember being so proud of him you know coming get you know when he's leaving msu and what he became you know like just watching him grow through those years and like that's the embodiment embodiment of a tom Izzo player and you know i can't imagine what he was going through and what these players are going through yeah and it's just it's so unfair that a a good father was taken from his son you know yesterday it's you know, you have horrible people walking the earth, but then they take the good ones way too early. And it's, I can't, I mean, I, I can't fathom. I still can't believe it's real. I remember finding it out at work and just being stunned for the rest of the day. And I mean, I'm, we're really going to miss him. And it's just, yeah, like his, you guys wrapped it up perfectly. We're going to miss his spirit, his compassion and just his presence. Um, I mean, that's really all I, I had to say about it. You know, we, we can go on and on and on, you know, well, there's been some information coming out and, um, you know, I think we just need to kind of take a step back and reflect on, reflect on Adrian as an awesome human being and, you know, let, let the process of law figure out the rest because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of details around the case that, I'm sure we have no idea about yet. And 
you know, hopefully justice is brought to the person who shot him. And um, that's really all I can say right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if you want to, and I, and I think, you know, if you want to honor Adrian's legacy, there's, there's obviously, um, you know, the Lacey Holes, the Lacey Holesworth um, uh, grant um, that, that you can donate to, um, you know, you don't have to be bullied into doing it because you let out a shitty take. Um, yeah. You can just do it because you feel it's the right thing to do. But you know, if, if you're unable to, to donate, um, just be kind to the people around you, right? Show understanding, show patience. Yeah. Um, don't, don't know, rush think, to conclusions over, over something that happened a long time ago and then shit all over him or shit all over someone and then completely get obliterated and, you know, make it about yourself donating to some charity, like, that's not the way to go about this at all. Right. Just, just, you know, show a little, show a little patience for, uh, uh, show a little patience, right. Ruminate, uh, mow your lawn with, not with Granger products, with, uh, with good old John Deere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Deere or anything else, but Granger basically. Yeah. No Granger. Um, um this is an anti-Granger podcast. <laughs> but but seriously, uh, rest in peace, Adrian. Um, the world the world needs way more of people like him, and unfortunately, we just lost we just lost one. So yeah, it's tough. Um, there's Carter. Do you have anything else left to say about Adrian before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I I, I just want to say I think that you know I I hope Michigan State maybe does something this upcoming season to honor him. Maybe it's a patch. Maybe it's, you know, they, they honor him in some way, but something on the court, maybe, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they do Jersey number and all that. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, people, not just Michigan state people, but everybody, you know, conducts themselves in a manner like Adrian Payne did, you know, he was always so positive, smiling all the time and, and yeah. was just such a such just had such incredible energy. And I hope, you know, people always live their lives that way. I think that I think that would be the best way to honor him. I think he had an infectious personality. Like you were around him and you love to be around him. I really wish I, I I forgot to listen to what Draymond said about him. Did you guys? I didn't did not. No. Um I, I really want to because I, I know he played with him for two years. So I mean, and knowing how Draymond is a man of many words. I would love, I can't wait to listen to hear his thoughts on what, and I'm not, I didn't mean that in a bad way, you know, can't wait, you know, I really want to listen to what Draymond says, because that might be the closest we get, you know, to a, to a player talking about it, talking about it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I just, you know, Draymond is, you know, I think I I didn't really have this. I don't really have the the capacity to listen to it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure. But I'm sure. Um, knowing it comes from Draymond, it's it's well thought out and beautiful and touching and and really gets to the heart of who Adrian was as as a person, as as a teammate, as as a father, as all of these things. Absolutely. So um, yeah. Rest in peace, Adrian. We love you, and you know. We'll see you someday. Um, 
So there's really no good way to transition. Um, uh, we can, uh, what do you guys want to talk about next? I mean, you want to talk basketball or football, maybe just, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys pick what's next. Um, I, I guess, um, God damn. I feel like it's, it's know, tough. If we were to edit the pod, I feel like that would be its own separate segment that would go in before the opening of the pod. So I feel like we should do a hard reset. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, thanks Spartan dog 97. Uh, when I am, I'm not mowing my lawn with any product that's not a Granger product. I'm Spartan Dog 97. Uh, boys, uh, we're back. Um, hard reset time. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little hoops. Um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk maybe a little football. There's not really. Um, there's not really much on that front other than some visit news. Um, but. Um, the main the main point of business today is um, is Doctor Strange. So yeah, uh, let's get the appetizers out of the way. Uh, Carter, uh, first and foremost, congratulations to you, my friend, for graduating yes. from Michigan State University. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, guys, fellow alumni. Uh, welcome, welcome to the club. Uh, so you know, and you got a parting gift. You got COVID. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> It was worth it to graduate. Super spreader event. Yeah. A couple of my a couple of my friends got it too. My parents got it. Um, I've seen some people on Michigan State, you know, that have said like, "Hey, did anybody else get COVID at graduation?" <laughs> yep, I did. It's so. it's convenient that Fauci was at Michigan's graduation and there was no COVID outbreak there. <laughs> uh, I just you know, yeah, uh, that's fitting for Doctor Strange. We're opening our third eyes here today, folks. <laughs> I get it. Um, I understood that reference. I understood the reference. So, yeah, I, I, I you know, as if you've been listening to Pod for a long time, uh, Spartan Dog and I kind of, you know, we both had something in common before be before this pod. We both listened to Lights, Camera, Barstool, and of course, you know, if you do, if you're a Tigers fan, you know Chris Castellani. Um, I'm just getting this out of the way because it still stuns me. Um. It sickens me, and I'm sorry, Chris, if you do somehow listen to this. It's not a slant against you, but Chris Chris did not like this movie, and I am wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. See, that's I, how I much, know. Yeah, I just, yeah. It upsets so many people. Um, yeah, Chris did not like this movie, and like it just made me appreciate the movie a little bit more, if that makes sense. Like, I grew up, you know, with Spider-Man. Sorry, Lucas. Okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. My first Sona jumped out for a second. I had to, I had to put him back in, but he doesn't usually come out. Uh, he usually only comes out at cons. So he doesn't usually. So. <laughs> um, uh, to touch on another MCU property, the, it's starting to bleed over. You know, it's the uh, Stephen and Stephen and Mark are kind of kind of meeting each other, except. Uh, it's SD97 and Floofers with the Z. <laughs> uh, I really like this movie. Um, I mean, I'm a Sam Raimi fan. Hold on, back up. I thought we were, let's do hoops first. Let's do oh, this yeah. hoops recruit. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm all out of sorts right now. I'll let you guys start, leave the hoop stuff. So, um, you know, late breaking, I think, um, a, a commitment I don't think anyone was really expecting. Um, MSU basketball picked up a recruit for the 2022 class. Um, you know, he comes from, I forgot his name, so I have to uh, look him Carson up Carson Cooper. Quick. Carson Cooper. Uh First team all, first team all white person name, uh, Carson Cooper, uh, comes from comes to us from the IMG Academy. Um, I believe he is a. I believe he was doing IMG's post grad program, so he'll come in at nineteen, so he'll be a little older. Um, you know, but you know, um, uh, Coach Izzo, can we have some setter depth? Uh, Coach is a we have center depth at home, uh, center depth at home. That's kind of what this. That's kind of what this commitment felt. Like. Oh, oh, Um, yeah, I don't know much about it. So, I mean, at the very worst, a warm body's fine, but like. I don't think we're ever going to see Izzo fill all 13 spots like people are craving. Um, no, and, and I think the 13 <clears throat> spots, and, and a lot of coaches aren't filling 13 spots anymore. So I, I don't think that's, you know, that's not rare to MSU basketball and to Tom Izzo. Um, I don't think Cal, Cal isn't filling all, all 13 either, right? Cal's going into the season with, with 11, I believe, so. You know, there's there's that as well. So I, you know, um, that's something to keep in mind before everyone like loses their fucking mind. Um, filling all 13 spots just isn't economical in the NIL era and in the and in the portal era. You know, because you're gonna recruit your ass off to recruit a. You're gonna work your ass off to recruit a kid, and when he gets six minutes a game, all he's gonna do is go into the portal anyway. So you might as well. So you might as well just carry who you want to be in your rotation and just kind of use walk-ons for, and just try to get some really talented walk-ons as depth pieces. If someone goes down, I mean, that this is kind of going to be the future of the future of college basketball. Go ahead, Carter. All right. Yeah. Well, so um, Carson Cooper is like a seven footer. Um, Tyler really, I don't think he's really, um, filled himself self out yet. He's still, you know, kind of one of those tall and thin guys, but I think you can see in the frame that he has the potential to fill himself out. This was really like a, like a take a flyer on the kid and then see what he potentially could be. Cause he's going to come in and he's going to redshirt his first year. So he won't play. Um, he'll be a, he'll be a practice body. Um, but maybe potentially could be a player in the next couple of years or so. I mean, I saw a couple of, of recruiting people say it was a sneaky good pickup for Michigan State. Um, kid's pretty decently athletic. He's got a little bit of a pick and pop game, can shoot it a little bit. He has a decent form. So, I mean, that's kind of what he is um, as a prospect. Not much. They kind of are just casting a line out on him and seeing if he can become something. Um, and with and with that, I mean, I'm, I see, you know, what SD is saying, like in terms of, um, you know, uh, like not filling all the spots. 
um that makes sense because you kind of want to like with Izzo you know the last couple of years we've questioned like what are the you know what are the rotations that he's throwing out there and not filling all those spots kind of allows him and the staff to kind of tighten up that rotation and figure out who your guys are so I think that they'll do that a little bit earlier on now so I guess you know that's kind of like a gray area like a positive um thing that comes from not filling those spots I guess uh if I'm hedging but I think that uh I think it could be something that they could they could figure out a little bit more earlier on that's kind of hurt them in the last couple of years not knowing who your your main guys were I think they'll be able to to do that now yeah it's kind of like um you know when you like try to give something up for Lent or like when you try to go on a diet you just kind of take all the bad shit out of your house um just so it's out of sight out of mind um the less players this staff has available to try to match up with one each other in in different rotations i think ultimately the better uh, mm, yeah you know i but still i i still i'm still hesitant about um about some of the wing depth i'm still I'm still hesitant about I'm especially hesitant about the about the depth at the about the depth at center. Um, you know, wing depth is gonna be an issue because you know it's it's pretty apparent that that Max Christie's not coming back. And you know, more power to him. He deserves to he deserves to chase his dream, but you know, it's 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 kind of uh head scratching. Yeah, no, definitely. Um you know, it's hard to fight, you know, that the reason, you know, there's a reason Eve, there's a reason Eve bit into the apple, you know? Right. Um, there's a lot of, there were a lot of people in, in, in the right ears who were, who were whispering the right things and it just kind of, and it just kind of is what it's going to be, you know? So um, I, I'm going to grind my gear. I'm going to do a Peter Griffin, what grinds my gears, like, MSU Twitter or Michigan State basketball Twitter put out that video of Max Christie. And I'm like, without really looking, I'm like, did he just announce he's coming back? And like all the replies, <laughs> I felt so many people were like, all the replies were like, does this mean he's coming back? Coming back? Like at like the Seagulls and, and uh, Fighting Nemo. Like, and I, I was like, what the fuck did they think that was a good idea for? Like, what was their re- – I want to know who did that. Like, what's your reasoning behind that? Like, do you know something we don't and we're just waiting for the announcement? Or are you just screwing around and felt – like, I think that MSU Twitter intern just was like, we like to dabble in a little trolling. like to do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, that pissed me off so much. <laughs> and I felt so bad for the people who were just like, he's coming back, right? It's like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> Got something to talk about here. Yeah, dad's not coming back from the store. <laughs> you're, you're not going to like it. Uh, yeah, I think the more and more, like we've said, the more and more time goes on without anything from Max, uh, he's gone. Um, yeah. I mean, if, I'd say Max's, Max's silence is, is tantamount uh, to him asking if any of these fuckers ever let out a huge cub shot. <laughs> No, he's just he, he's asking to leave. You know, in my mind, it's just like you know. 
And I think I wouldn't be surprised if Tom is at this is at this point is just telling him, I think you should leave. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um so which got renewed for season three. Yeah, we'll just talk about, about that real quick, then we'll touch on football. Um great news for the Great news. The deal went through. Um, yeah. Netflix was... renewed. I think you should leave for season three, which I think we knew was a no brainer, right? Like, yeah, I mean, triples, triples is safest. <laughs> triples is best. Uh, triples is the safest. I think it was a no shit decision from Netflix, but they make some really dumb decisions. So at, at one point I'm like, you know, they might just be like, eh, we don't want to do this again. But I think like, it's such a viral and meme, just meme upon meme upon meme of show that you have to keep this going as long as, as long as a decent amount of people are watching to, to recuperate some budget back. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think, I think you should leave Occupy's rare territory with SpongeBob where like literally almost every single frame yeah. can be used as a meme in a different context. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I think you should leave in Spongebob. Yeah. Like the two shows where like you see a new meme from that show almost every week. <laughs> right. Um, and it's like, it's good. It's like the most random shit. And it's like, this is, you know, the more of that we get, I think the better. Like the only reason I'm not still on Facebook is for the, I think you should leave meme group. Like it is so funny. Like so many creative people, but just like the dumbest shit captions too, like that and the it's always sunny posting and the Seinfeld meme posting. Like that's the only reason I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I don't know if anyone's a huge father of the bride stand. Um, you know they're they're remaking Father of the Bride, the uh, Steve Martin classic that I believe had a sequel. Um, Andy Garcia is the father of the bride, but if you watch the trailer, guess who shows up? Our boy Ruben Rabasa. Stinky. Uh, yeah, the steering wheel guys. A steering wheel that doesn't fall off. Uh, I, you have, I, you, Lucas, you have to marry your mother-in-law. I hope he says that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I hope, yeah. They should just, this movie's probably going to suck, but they should just like go hardcore, like It'd be great if Ruben Rabasa was like the star of it, and they just they just put Andy Garcia on the poster. Uh, but yeah, like that Ryan Perry tweet, like, "Oh, this looks they're doing another remake." Wait, what? <laughs> you see him in the in the trailer. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch just to see him. Um, yeah, I think you should leave season three. Uh, Sam Richardson said they have been writing it for a couple months, so. I mean, shit, I think we could expect it next summer, right? I mean, I would yeah. I would bet it's coming back pretty soon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so football time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of – I feel like whenever we touch on football during the offseason, it's um, – and I'm only busting this reference out because it was – I saw this episode on Comedy Central yesterday when I was working from home. It's uh, it's like the super school news, like the celebrity, like the celebrity watch with butters. <laughs> no celebrities yet, Eric. <laughs> like, that's what it kind of feels like uh, a little bit. We're just kind of, you know, <laughs> no commits yet. Yeah, no commits yet. <laughs> super X. That's a good news. But we do have uh. 
the feelers out, like we're, there's rumblings that we might be getting in uh, an O-line transfer from South Carolina, right? Yeah. yeah. His name is Justin Turntine. Hmm. He's a, Great name. He would be a super senior. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. He played a couple years. Oh, no. He'd just be a fifth year. Never mind. Not that bad. I thought he was like job territory. but That's a name that Beth Moans is totally going to fuck up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we're playing, when we're like playing Illinois at a noon kickoff or something. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, um, go ahead. Go ahead. He is. He is massive. This guy's 6'7", 342. Whoa. He's God damn. That's a unit old, of a man. Big old tuna can. Uh, he started 10 games at uh, at South Carolina last year. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm never opposed to taking a transfer from the SEC level. No. Uh, especially if, at the very least, he provides depth behind Spencer Brown. If that's at least what he does, that's fantastic. If he ends up starting over Spencer Brown, then you have an SEC quality type of starting uh, player at your right tackle spot. And especially with how big he is, we, we need that on the offensive line. We need, we need big guys who won't get blown by because, you know, the, the, the season kind of depends on how well they can run the ball, how, how they can uh, keep Peyton Thorne upright. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this would be a big transfer if they can land him. They just offered him a couple days ago or like a week ago or so. So, Hopefully they can close the deal on him. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think the, the Mel Tucker um, portal philosophy is is kind of for, um, for some position groups. I think he looks at it as a win-win scenario, right? Um, if he comes in and he's not that great, you have depth. You have a depth piece that can maybe um, continue to grow a little bit. And if you need him in a pinch, you can use him and he's not going to be a disaster. Right. right? Um, but if he goes out there and he's better than, and he's better than anyone expects, then, you know, this is kind of not a great comparison because, you know, the old line doesn't exactly get as much shine as, as, as running back, but you have a Kenneth Walker situation where you have a difference. maker, Right. So I, you know, I, I love that. You know, I, I, I do think that O-line depth is an issue. Um, and, and, like I, and like I like to say here from time to time on the pod, um, I'm a drunk asshole. So if I know it's an issue, then the staff probably knows it's an issue. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're still trying to shore up the, shore up the O-line and get some extra bodies for, for cap to for cap to scream juice at, um, and you know we'll just and again right if he's not that great then fine he can he can be a depth piece for for Spencer Brown if if he gets hurt and if he beats Spencer Brown out then that means he's pretty fucking good so it's kind of a win win yeah well said you two um, I haven't paid attention I need to, I need to bone up on my my Spartan football um, over the next couple of days. Um, yeah, I, I, he can't hurt. I think that's a short summary. Uh, he can't hurt one or another. And I agree with Carter. Never hurts to bring an SEC tackle in, you know, especially South Carolina. I mean, that's not like they have, they haven't had the best run lately, but like still an SEC tackle. So I'm not going to hey. complain. 
He's a big fella. Yeah, he's a big right. fella. Um, yeah. Probably one of the little buff boys back in the yeah, day. <laughs> um, no, yeah, he was, I mean, he was goosed. They were wearing goose suits. Yeah, so. he's, he's wearing a bit of a goose suit. <laughs> Looking at the offensive line right now, the guys who are on the starting line are not bad at all. That's the thing. But if just one of them goes down, like everything will fall apart. And I mean, I think that's that's kind of the idea there. Like Horst is a fine left tackle. I know he had a rough Michigan game, but I think outside of that, he was good throughout the season. Matt Carrick is experienced. Uh, Samak went, uh, was a lot better, I think, than Matt Allen when he got snaps. Uh, then you have J.D. Duplain, who is just at, like one of the best linemen, just period, in the Big Ten. And there's Spencer yeah. Brown, who I believe in decently enough, but I mean, you know, he's going to have to show it. And I mean, that's I think the right tackle spot is probably where they need to add that talent. I think at the most level, we'll see. I, I think I think we can get him. I really think we will. Um, gotta have gotta have faith in Coach Tucker. Yep. Uh, can't. Um... We need to reclaim uh can't cuck the tuck from the from the from the Fox News crowd. <laughs> we need to figure out a way. Um we need to like deep fake Tucker's wife getting getting deep getting deep dicked. Oh no. Deep fake Tucker get watching from a corner. Um just so we can deep fake it if someone just leaks the video. Yeah, that's true. That's probably <laughs> that probably has happened. Uh, shout out to Jerry Falwell. <laughs> um so you wanna you wanna talk Doctor Strange? Yeah, I mean like yeah. this is this is gonna be the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Yeah um movie wire uh movie wire begins now. Um if you're not interested um or if you haven't seen it yet, we're just gonna spoil the fuck yeah. out of it. Yeah, it, it's been out, it's made two hundred million dollars in the opening weekend. If you haven't seen it, um you're you're a loser. Uh, get a life. Get out. Yeah, you can get out. Yeah. Get them the um, hell out. Yeah. Um, you know what? Pull the plug. I'm done. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like this movie. I thought it was really well done. And uh, um, I just want to say welcome back, Sam Raimi. Um, I know he's made some movies, but like this is him back in like the blockbuster limelight and i mean he he hasn't missed a beat and i think this was a combination of marvel needing their marvel stuff but for the most part they let sam raimi kind of do whatever he wanted to a point and i think that's a further testament to how the hat man kevin feige handles the mcu like the established directors, he lets them get really fucking weird or really extreme with things. And it's like when Sam Raimi's asked to direct this movie, it's not like you're going to go, okay, stick with the script. Any ideas you have, we need to like triple, quadruple, you know, five times over approved. And they let him cook with some of this stuff. Like this felt like he kind of made a quasi evil dead four and like a Doctor Strange movie. And I thought it was fucking phenomenal. The runtime was great. I'm glad it was a shorter runtime because it seemed like it was just like the opening opening scene, pedal the metal, you know, balls to the wall, we're going for it. Like, and it really didn't let up. And that's what I liked about it. There was really no lull. Um, 
but I, I thought this was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a big Sam Raimi fan. Yep. Um, I love the evil dead movies. Um, my first date, like my first ever date, um, we were supposed to go see, uh, drag me to hell together. Um, she bailed, um, believe it or not. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dylan is somewhere out there going ironic. Um, (laughs) and you know, I just, I think what Sam Raimi does is, is super inventive, right? Like, I think it's rare that you get a guy who's as talented as Sam Raimi. Uh, Spartan Dog, by the way. Yeah. Sam Raimi, Spartan Dog. Uh, three semesters. Uh, so I think it's safe to claim him. We, we claim him, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it's rare to kind of have a director of, of Sam Raimi's caliber uh, who doesn't take themselves very seriously Mm -hmm. right like i don't i don't think scorsese like i don't think scorsese or tarantino or or any of these guys or any of like or you know even guys in in sam raimi's you know like tarantino or um wes anderson paul thomas anderson right they're not gonna they don't take them they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to like to kind of do this ton of this tongue-in-cheek stuff to to Raimi's expertise. And that's what I think I like most about it. Yeah. Um, it is just that it's, you know, it it is a full out comic book movie. Right. I brought this up in the chat, but if you read comic books, um, you'll know. Uh or uh I brought this up in a chat with some friends. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, you'll know this if you read comic books. Um, comic books will reference things that are happening or have happened in other comic books. <laughs> and there will be like a yellow box in like the upper in like the upper corner of the panel. Yeah. And it'll give you the, the name and issue number if you want to go back and get more context. Mm-hmm. And that's something I felt like they were able to do really well. Both the um, both the both kind of like the, both kind of like the the yellow box I call it, thing, and like the merging of styles, right? right? Like America Chavez, um, feels like she's from a different, feels like she's from a different universe, right? Because she yeah. is, um, you know the way she operates, even the way her powers look, right? Even the way, even the way her powers manifest, look so much different than than anything else in the MCU. And I love that touch, right? Because it's such a big thing in the comics, right? To see how different characters kind of mash their styles together. Um, A great example of this is whenever Thor in the comics is on earth, um, he, his speech bubble, like the text in his speech bubble changes to like this like script text so you know he's like kind of speaking like in a different like a different accent almost than than the other like people uh, in the panel with him. Um, that's something I love when comics do is merge styles and and kind of go this is what it is 
Um, but if you want more context, here's what you can go check out. Right. Um, and my favorite thing about this movie <clears throat> is, is they wasted no time making Wanda the villain. Um, Maybe I, 10 minutes, if that. Yeah, I really love that they didn't do like the, oh, maybe it's a a Wanda variant, red herring. (laughs) Or um, or, or it's Mephisto. Yeah, or like Mephisto. No. (laughs) From the jump, it's it's Wanda, and she's coming to fuck shit up. (laughs) That's one thing I really love, is is that they didn't really play around with the idea of like, Wanda's under, I mean, Wanda was under the influence, but it was her decision to go to, to go under that influence. Right. Right. So that's, you know, that's the thing I love most about the movie is that it doesn't waste any time. Right. It's you're, you're here because you want to see, you want to see Dr. Strange shit. You want to see some Sam Raimi flourishes and you want to get the fuck out and and enjoy the rest of your night. Right. A lot of people don't. And, and I have seen, like a lot of people do not like this movie. Like uh, I'm a part of a Facebook group um, for uh, the watch podcast. It's a ringer podcast. Um, a lot of people in that, in that Facebook group fucking hate this movie. Uh, straight up, straight up. Someone said it was worse than Morbius, which is just not fucking true. Um <laughs> You know, you cannot like this movie. You can recognize that, like, Sam Raimi is not your kind of director, right? Sam Raimi is my kind of director. So, like, I kind of, like, I'm going to, I was going to be inclined to like this movie a little more than most, I think, anyway. Yeah. But to, like, fucking say this movie's worse than Morbius, you have to be, I'm sorry, you have to be fucking, you, you have to be high. There's no way you can make that argument in good faith. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. This is not the worst MCU movie. It's well, not even close. The main complaint, I'm going to go on a rant because Carter's eating and he's yeah. on mute. So, you know, Carter, you can continue to eat. I'm going to run ISO a little bit. Lucas, feel free to jump in whenever. All right, but, uh, I'm hanging out. The thing that pisses me off the most about, about, people, who, about people who criticize the MCU is that is that they complain that it's cookie cutter, right? And to a certain extent, I agree with that. It, it is, right? Point, yes. A lot of the MCU stuff, it, it's it's formulaic. It kind of has the same three act structure. Yes. But that's just the fucking. It's the fucking hero's journey. Like, what the fuck do you want them to do? And it works. Right? And and it works. Like it's a re, it's there's a reason why every why every high grossing movie is is based on that structure, right? So. Whatever. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little samey, right? Everything feels a little rubbery because of all the seat, because of all the non-union VFX they do, right? I get that. But in in even the stuff that people claim is is different, right? The Guardians movies, Ragnarok, right? Those really aren't that different. They just have a different color palette. They're they stand out more to, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. They pop more. Yeah. Right. There's no fundamental difference between guardians two and iron man three. It's pretty much it, when you boil it down, it's pretty much the same thing. Mm. Okay. 
one just has a different color palette. So to, you know, to find, to get a movie where they're finally going to let a director with, with a defined sense of style do his own thing for the majority of the movie and defy expectations and make a tight movie because that's their other complaint. Every movie is way too fucking long. Yeah. Finally get a movie that's, that's two hours, right? In and out. You get, you get some elements of, you get some elements of something you've never seen before. The MCU is never going to go rated R. They might, um, now that China is like trying to freeze out the American box office. Um, but that's a, that's another discussion for people who are way smarter than I am. I think Deadpool will be R. Yeah. I mean, like there's some stuff is definitely going to be rated R in the future of the MCU, right? Especially now that, especially with China kind of, especially with China starting to freeze, freeze out a lot of stuff. Right. So, you know, I, you know, you're never going to get like the full, you're never going to get the full Monty. You're never going to get the full Raimi Monty, but I enjoyed the fucking hell out of this movie. And I, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought the story was well paced. I liked the story it was telling. Right. It does it stand on its own. Um, does it stand on its own if you were to like show it to someone who has never ever seen the MCU before? No, uh, probably not. But you're 27 movies into this franchise, okay? <laughs> it you're not gonna, you know, the movies that are gonna stand on their own are gonna be few and far between from here on out, right? Even the even the stuff they're gonna do later, where they're introducing, you know, new characters they're going to be tied heavily into what came before it. Yeah. Like even Blade is probably going to be connected to like Moon Knight or something, you know, like not, not like you have to watch all of the MCU movies to get Blade, but like they're all going to be interweaved, you know, no matter what. I mean, Moon Knight might be the one exception where you could go in blind watching that and, you know, go from there if you like the MCU or if you're if you're intrigued by it at all. Um, but yeah, this is a Sam Raimi banger, and I can see why people don't like it to a point. I I can get that, but yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice breaking. But I mean, geez, I don't know what I'd do if I were in that group and someone called it worse than Morbius. I'd probably get reported and <laughs> and banned from the group. Um, Andy Greenwald, the co-host of the podcast, called it God level dog shit. Oh, oh my God. Um, like, I don't know if people like, like some people did want this like that, right? Like I was talking about earlier, he wanted it to be a longer movie. And I'm like, I don't see where it needed to be a longer movie. Like, you know, Marv, I think Marvel saw the Eternals and was like, man, we kind of bloated this thing up. And, you know, of course, No Way Home's about to come out. You can't fuck with that. But, like, we need to try to trim this down. Because Sam Raimi did say the first cut was, like, two hours and 40 minutes. And See, I, I think the, the main purpose for making this movie longer would have been for, would have been for more cameos. Right? What? Would have been for more cameos. I yeah. think that's, that would have been the thing that... That would have been the only reason to extend the length of this movie beyond what, beyond what, it, beyond what it eventually came to be. I think people were mad that this wasn't an endgame level movie. 
the people who didn't like it, I think they were expecting to see like 30 cameos. And, you know, we can talk about the cameos in a little bit, but like there were some that were never on the table that, you know, we even discussed as the three of us, like, you know, oh, this might happen in the movie. And then, you know, once we got closer to it, we kind of went into shutdown mode, but like, you know, I think people were, I don't know how you can get misguided by it, but I think people thought this was like, oh man, it's been three years since Endgame. We got to, we need our fix. We need our fix of a big spectacle. And this was very confined to a point of Dr. Strange trying to help, but also stop Wanda from, from ruining a bunch of universes. And it didn't, didn't really go well, uh, you know, but um, I thought this movie was great. I mean, the two hours long, great. I didn't have to go pee once, sat right through it. I was very proud of myself. Um, Sam Raimi is a god like he's I don't think he's ever made a terrible movie and Spider-Man 3 I, I, I'm i going to piss people off it's, it is a fine movie it's not great but it is a fine movie it just had Sony's fingerprints all over it because Sam Raimi didn't want to add all those villains and they did so he I think and, and I agree with you like when you get someone on the stature of Sam Raimi joining the MCU, just like 26 movies in, like you let him do what he wants. And I, and it's like, you know, they're letting Taika do what he wants with Thor and James Gunn got weird with guardians, but like, you know, Sam Raimi knows to stick to the formula to a point, but he knew that this could be like his sandcastle. Like he can play with it. And like, cause a lot of the shit was very sand, like, the the zombie strange making the cloak out of the souls of the damned. That was high. Fucking awesome. That was very cool. Oh my god, that was amazing. And uh I'll shut up, Carter. Are you or do you want to you want to finish your, your food? Okay, I'll we'll let you go. We've been we've been we've been going ISO too long. <laughs> Don't want you to choke on it. No, it's okay. <laughs> One second. <laughs> I'm going to eat the whole thing. I'm housing the sandwich right now. Um, okay. Well, I, I like we did, we did move the podcast to, to be during lunch. Oh, God, you did. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to do that. Okay. I did like this movie. I think I walked out of the movie like, I don't know how I feel about this. But then the more I sat with it, it's like, that was, that was phenomenal. That was awesome. Um. I think what I like about where the MCU has gone in the last couple of years is that it, 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 it I don't think it's following a, a, a big buildup like it was with Thanos. And I think that's okay. I think that, you know, just making these movies that aren't like on a linear um, trajectory is a perfectly okay thing. As long as, you know, the movies work. And I think that they have a couple of them at least. Um, but with this one specifically, the pacing was phenomenal. Like shout out to Sam Raimi. He killed, you know, he killed it. I think with this one as well, with it not being uh, an MC, like people saying, Oh, this didn't feel like a Marvel movie. No, it felt like a horror movie. And, but it still felt like, you know, it's like Dr. Strange. Yeah. That's what I really liked about it is that like, yeah, there was a little, there was a couple horror elements that was really cool. Um, The pacing, like the way, like it didn't look, Like, I think the one scene I think, like, that I wouldn't have expected to see in a Marvel movie, like, before this one was the scene where uh, 
Mordo is telling Strange and America Chavez about. I think it's, he's talking about the the book and the Darkhold. Yeah. And it's like flashing around, you know, like the editing is kind of like interesting. Yeah. That was the scene that kind of stands out to me with that. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, so, I mean, and, and with the cameos and everything, like, yeah, I think people expected, like, it's been like some time since, since Endgame when everybody came in and it, it, and people kind of, me included, expected a no way home type of thing where there's just a big group of like characters. Right. Uh, but I think it was, I think it was better that it wasn't, it gave us a couple um, that we had known were coming or, or had not known we were, com- were coming. Uh, but I think that they, I think that they did, did well with that and just having a couple of, you know, new yeah. characters, new, new heroes and things like that. I thought that was cool. So, I mean, I'll let you guys get into that and they- I'll give my thoughts. They gave us a little fix. Like, you know, you got to get a little bump to keep going if you're an addict. And, oh, that sounded really fucking horrible. But, like, you know I mean? Like, for us MCU addicts, like, need a little fix. And I'm glad this wasn't cameo heavy because, you know, we all thought Tom Cruise was showing up as Iron Man. And, you know, I <laughs> I, I sent that, like, leaked set picture on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, this probably isn't real, but it's, it's kind of cool to think about. And, um. That was never on the cards. The writer of the movie did ask if he could do it, but Tom Cruise just wasn't available. And I'm guessing because Tom Cruise has been shooting Mission Impossible 7 and 8 for like the last two years. But um, anyway. Also, because we know what happens in the movie, um, that was probably a, what that was probably non-negotiable. Yeah, if he, yeah, I bet he asked, I bet they were going to ask him, oh, well, you're going to get, brutally murdered by elizabeth olsen he'd probably hang up the phone yeah Um, and we'll talk the big one or no i I just want to say before we talk the big one i was so happy to see professor x and especially in the especially in the yellow wheelchair and and you could hear the theme from the cartoon i like like oh man like i did the larry david faint like in my chair like oh my god it's like my childhood's back and then he gets murdered for the third time. Yeah. <laughs> In 16 years. Has anyone, his- has any comic book character been murdered more often than Charles Xavier on screen? On, on film? No. And Thanos is twice. Um, they talk about the Sunlight's camera pod. Um, I, th- I think it's just like twice, but like he gets disintegrated by Jean Grey and then Weapon X stabs him. <laughs> brutally in the heart and then Wanda snaps his neck I'm like I let out a I let out like in the theater like when that happened I'm like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> like Patrick Stewart is like yeah I'll come back and do this and I'm sure he didn't care that he got murdered again but like part of him has to think man they really like killing me <laughs> one thing one thing I also liked um about about the the presentation of Charles Xavier aside from the aside from the green suit you know and the yellow and the yellow hover chair car yeah. um was they like was like they um they actualized like the brain waves like they do on yes. the um like they do on the like they did during on the 90s cartoon the cartoon yeah yeah oh. I, I really liked that I think that's like the best way to like visualize um, telekinetic powers, not just Xavier's, but kind of anyone's. Right. Um, 
you oh. know, and you know, um, the should we we haven't really talked about the plot of the movie, so I guess we should kind of uh, go sure. over the plot of the movie. Um, you know, Doctor Strange, um, Stephen Strange, uh, kind of uh, has a recurring nightmare about this girl. Um, she's trying to reach this ancient book um, that is kind of uh, that is kind of sorcerer's legend. The, the book of Vishanti. Vishanti. And I, I heard Ashanti. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's what? some, there's a great boss logic made a great Photoshop of, of Dr. Strange reading like the book of Ashanti and it's like Ashanti's face on the front. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, and then, you know, at uh, what the fuck is Rachel McAdams character's name again? Christine. Christine and, Palmer. Christine yeah. Palmer. Christine Palmer's yes. wedding. Um, a giant starfish monster attacks, um, or squid monster, whatever. And, yeah. and we see America Chavez, um, you know, they, she mentions the multiverse, um, and basically they go to Wanda for help because they conclude that this kind of, this kind of work can only be done by a sorcerer. <laughs> Wanda is a witch. And Wanda goes like, oh, just bring her here. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, and then, then, then Dr. Strange like, I never said her name. And then yeah, and Wanda, Wanda was like, like, I didn't, Wanda's like, I didn't rig shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking I didn't rig shit. fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then everything kind of goes gray and she's like, I'm evil. I've been using the dark hold. Fuck that you. Sick scene when she turned the landscape to like hell. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Maybe you shouldn't have left such a big sloppy mud pie. <laughs> Wanda, mud pie, Basically. we have to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, they, they take America to the Sanctum Saint, or uh, to Comitage. Uh, Wanda fucks shit up. Yep. Um, Doesn't go America well. accidentally opens a portal to a alternate universe um, where um, Strange has died. Um, Fight the public defeat. story is yeah. defeating Thanos. Yeah. Uh, they run into uh, Baron Carl Mordo. That's a great joke, by the way. It's like, Carl? Carl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, obviously not this universe is Mordo. Um, they are drugged, essentially, and, and taken to the headquarters of the Illuminati. With Ultron robots that no one really kind of mentions. Yeah, with Ultron robots, which was, yeah. I think, was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, you know. So, and, like, in that universe, Tony Stark's Ultron system, like, the what, the safety net around the world worked. Yeah, it does what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, don't see Tony Stark, but whatever. Yeah, um, I was expecting him. And then we meet the, and then we meet the Illuminati. Um, Captain Carter, uh, Peggy Carter, um, respectfully. Charles, Charles Xavier, yeah, respectfully. Mm -hmm. um, Black Bolt, um, <laughs> everyone's favorite character, Black Bolt. Like uh, Wayne's World, we're in Delaware. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here's Black Bolt. Yeah, here's Black Bolt. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> and then uh, the Lashana Lynch is, is Captain Marvel. She was good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. I like Lashana Lynch. She was really good in No Time to Die. Yeah, she's phenomenal. 
007. Uh, and then we, the big one, the big one, uh, we get our first look at what, and, and honestly, what I presume to be uh, the MCU's Reed Richards, yeah, um, John Krasinski. The, the one time that a fan casting comes true after years of demand. Let me say, I was floored. I was, I, I sat in there for probably a good 10, 15 minutes. Like, I cannot believe they did it. Dude, he. I cannot believe they actually did it. Okay. The smartest, okay, Carl Mo, Carl, I'm just going to call him Carl. Um, <laughs> like on Yes Man, can I call you Ka? Um, Carl, <laughs> this is funny. Carl, like, says, the smartest man alive, Reed Richards. And then five minutes later, hey, Wanda, look. Michael needs his mouth to kill you. Don't make him close his mouth. And then she's like, oh, thanks, dude. And like, probably one of the most gruesome MCU deaths, I'd say. Yeah, well, I think, I, I don't think that was like stupidity as much as it was arrogance. True. Um, yeah, they, they in the comics. In the in the comics, um, you know, one of the defining characteristics of of Reed Richards, especially um, as the Fantastic Four get more established, um, is is his is he's pretty fucking arrogant. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is something I think um, that's something I think I think that scene nailed really well. Is like, yeah, these motherfuckers defeated Thanos. Like, why wouldn't they? Like they didn't even have to like half of them didn't even have to get turned to dust for five years, um, and the reason why we come to find out is because um, Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange in that universe, um, dreamwalked, and um, dreamwalking um, dreams in the MCU, I guess, are um, are 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 like your sneak peek into alternate universes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you have a wet dream, that just means a variant of you is, is getting laid and you're not. <laughs> Loser. Um, I really like that line that um, Sinister Strange said to him. Um, you know that dream where you're falling off a building? Yeah, that was probably me. Probably yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was sick. Um, um yeah, um in dream walking is where um sorcerers or witches use the power of the dark hold to um possess the bodies of themselves in other universes. Um and Wanda does that and just mows down the Illuminati. <laughs> Turns uh good old Reed Richards into a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> like like instantly, like I, I love that how like he like goes up to her and he's like my my move is to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of like a Pokemon battle, uh, <laughs> where like where you would battle your little brother and you would have Mewtwo, and he would have like, like uh, Ziggaz- he would have like a level eight Zigazoon. <laughs> just wreck shit. Yeah. No, yeah, I could, I, yeah, I get the Illuminati are very cocky. Yeah, good point. Um, but I just thought it was funny how I'm like the smartest man alive who can think every situation through, just like totally fucked up right there. And 
like the one shot they had to kill her if they just told him to yell at her right away they might have figured it out but like well, i think i think part of it also was they were trying to talk her off the ledge because yeah they're trying to reason with her because she going was to. in possession she was in possession of another wanda's body right right so that wouldn't have i mean that would have cut off wanda to their universe but that wasn't true that wouldn't have stopped her um but I, yeah, and I, I think, all right, like, do we want to finish the movie? Because I have some thoughts on the Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, we let's finish the movie. Yeah. So, um, you know, Strange, um, Strange, when Strange is brought in the Illuminati, he goes on trial, um, and they essentially tell him that um, Strange, um, in their universe, used the Darkhold to dreamwalk. Um, to find a universe where they had won. Um, and in doing so, he caused an incursion, mm. which is where two universes um, collide with each other. And um, basically two universes were, were essentially destroyed. Um, and for that, um, Strange um, accepts his fate and is, and is literally atomized by, by Black Bolt. Yeah, he's, he's just straight up executed. Um, you know, for, for what he had done. And at the strange, um, you know, America, uh, opens a portal, uh, strange gets sucked into a universe where an incursion had already occurred, uh, with Christine, um, they meet, um, what we presume to be evil Dr. Strange. Sinister Strange is what they Sinister call it. Sinister Strange yeah. from, from What If. Yep. Um, they have probably one of the coolest fights, I think, in the MCU. It's definitely top yeah. five music note fight. Where that was cool. Shoot, where they're shooting music notes, yeah. where they're playing instruments. That's uh, using spells and shooting music notes at each other. That's yeah. definitely a mixture of Sam Raimi and Danny Elfman. Yeah, like those two cooking in the kitchen together with that one. Yeah. Also, Danny Elfman's score is fucking sick, dude. Uh, the guitar oh, riff, the guitar riff, uh, where where uh, where Wanda was was looking for a universe to dreamwalk in. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sick. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Strange gets the dark hold, takes possession of um the body of the Strange that America brought with her. Um, I think he was called Defender Strange. Yeah, Defender Strange, whatever. I don't really care about the labor law on the toy. Okay, Um, I'm just trying to... Yeah. The the souls of the damned are like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? This is a (laughs) no-no. Fuck you. Um, They start fighting her. Um, We get the the Sam Raimi first-person view of a woman screaming into a camera fighting a monster. Yep. Uh... You know, that's a staple. Yep. Uh, gotta have it. Uh, it's it's basically like Tarantino showing feet. It's, it's gotta be there. Oh, Tarantino would have loved the, the Wanda walking around the Illuminati headquarters. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We wouldn't have seen any murders. They just would have been her feet. <laughs> yeah. We just would have heard, we just would have heard, uh, we just would have heard head head popping. Oh. Um. <laughs> You know, and then, um, you know, Strange uh, Strange gives America a pep talk, um, which honestly I thought was one of the corniest parts of the movie. 
Yeah, it was like uh, America. You have to believe in yourself. Um, This witch's ass. It kind of sounded like um, it kind of sounded like a fake South Park speech. Randy, I was thinking of uh, Bat Dad. Yeah. Get up, you bum. (laughs) Yeah, where it's like you have to believe in yourself, America. Yeah. All right, man. Strange is like you know I learned something today. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's how Strange won. He he took possession of a dead body, uh, <laughs> made made uh, made a cloak, made cloaky out of demons, floated up to this, floated up to uh, floated up to like this tomb that was made for Wanda, and just went. You know what, guys? I learned something today. <laughs> Dream walking is wrong. You can't always get what you want. And then, so yeah, um, so Wanda um, goes back into Universe Eight Three Eight. The kids are obviously Billy and Tommy are obviously fucking freaked out. Um, it turns out like, she was a real monster all along. Wow, profound. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the scene where. Um, 616 Wanda takes possession of 838 Wanda. Uh, Billy and Tommy are arguing about baseball teams. Yeah, yeah. they mentioned the Tigers. They mentioned the, the, the 03 Tigers, one of they the see. worst baseball teams of all time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bobby Higginson, though. He was my Tiger for a while. Oh. Uh, just because I liked the number three. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Oh, you're almost done with the wrap- wrapping up. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Wanda decides to collapse the temple, destroy the Darkhold. Um, America learns to control her powers. They go grab Strange. And uh, they live happily ever after. And uh, Strange opens his third eye. Yeah, you have that You have that custom Sam Raimi ending. Yeah, Strange, uh, Strange read the cue drop. He has the documents. He secured the documents. Uh, the third eye is opened. Um, he, he has learned the, the tricks of the deep state media. He's ready to take them all down. <laughs> Jesus. And then we get a, uh, a glimpse of what I think would be Doctor Strange 3. Uh, Charlize Theron shows up as Clea and tells him, hey, you fucked up. We got to fix it. Yeah, you caused an incursion. Uh, Clea in the comics is Very Dormammu's uh, is Dormammu's niece. Okay, um, Dormammu, who you may remember, Strange went to bargain with. Yeah, um, and uh, love interest of Doctor Strange. Um, I wish she was named something other than Clea because all I can think of now is that mid two thousands Nickelodeon show H two O. Carter, you might be able. Carter, this might be. Well, you might be able to get this one. I know um, this show. H2O is a show about mermaids. Whenever they get wet, um, they turn into mermaids. Like, I'm talking like, if they touch a glass with condensation on it, they turn into mermaids. Like, that's mm-hmm. how fickle, that's how fickle the disguise is. Yeah. Um, and one of the characters is named Clea. Is named Cleo. One of the characters is named Cleo. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who always fucks up. It's a sound on TikTok. But she's like, Oh no, I got my hand wet. And then like girls are like in shitty Australian accents. So like, Cleo, no. No. 
Now, Claire. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, she. They end up getting married in a comic arc, don't they? Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. So I'm sure that's going to pave the way to, to that. So Good. yeah, and then the second, the post credit scene is is Bruce Campbell, uh, my man, the man. It's over. It's over. I love Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, um, best known for the USA uh, spy show Burn Notice. Yes, yes, great show. Uh, great if you're homesick. Don't want to watch a movie, turn on USA Network, you know, you're that kind of show. Um, okay, I gotta get this on my chest. I know we want to get going. I'm not I, I there's been news breaking today that I mean it's a leak, and I don't know if it's real. I kind of want it to be. Um Bryce Dallas Howard is reportedly in negotiations to direct and star or or at least write and direct fantastic four um which is awesome i think she's i think she's got the goods to do it and um like she's directed a couple really good mandalorian episodes and i don't know if she did any book of boba fett i could maybe one i don't remember but like i believe she did the first i think she did the first mando episode the first one yes you're right one where the one like where he goes to like the they uh, disavow the, him right they disavow him yeah yeah um so i'm i'm really i really hope that happens i think she's gonna be just fine um and and the and part of that rumor is that krasinski is going to co-write produce and star in the movie is reed richards obviously um i don't know if you've seen the other the other guy that people want is reed richards i don't think Disney will will do this, but call me crazy. You can call me stupid. I want them to get weird with it, and I think Reed Richards needs to be a fucking nerd. Get Bill Hader to be Reed Richards. That would be actually kind of cool. Oh my god, I would I'd love it. I would love that. I would love. There would be outrage, but it would be awesome. Actually, it would, it would be like Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker. People hated it, but I. But Bill Hader can act. Yes, he can. I'm, I mean, listen, uh, John Krasinski, um, just first team all bad chaser. Um, The guy, the guy got Brad Pitt to stand out on his balcony and go, it's pretty nice out. And, and use that to sell his YouTube show to CBS for like $30 million. Yeah. And they did Uh, nothing with it. Right. So, (laughs) uh, so I would imagine, um, he basically got $30 million for convincing Steve Carell to dance to forever on a Zoom call, <laughs> uh, which is fucking great. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I doubt he would, I doubt he would go, I doubt he would agree to take this role. Yeah, you're right. Um, if he were, if he was just going to get his head popped like a balloon and then never be seen again. As, right. I, 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 would, I would think it would be yeah. a, I would, I would, I would imagine it would be a longer term commitment, especially because now that Jack Ryan has been canceled by Amazon. Well, and he he said he wants to do a Marvel movie, and I just think it lines up too well. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if he is going to direct it. I, I could see if Bryce Dallas Howard says no, then they just ask him to do it. But um, it just lines up too well. Um, but I, I mean, in an alternate universe. I'd love to see a Bill Hader read Richards. I just thought about that and I'm like, that could be pretty fucking good. But 
I mean, I don't know if Emily Blunt's going to be Invisible Woman. I mean, she said she doesn't like Marvel movies. Hmm. But, I mean, when you're... You fucking that, Jungle Cruise. How different is Jungle Cruise from an, from an MCU that, movie? When you get that it big, fat-ass Disney salary from your husband. Yeah, listen. The Disney bag, the Disney bag is undefeated. No. Like, when, when you see John get, like, a $25 million deal or, you know... 35 40 million dollar deal to do to write and direct and star in fantastic four you're like hey you know uh, is there a role for me in this uh <laughs> i change your tune very quickly yeah so um here's the here's the leak you sent lucas i'm sure um, the uh, rejected but i thought it was interesting it has not been it has not been rejected yet okay um, and it is trending on Google. I typed in Bryce Dallas Howard, and the third result was Fantastic Four. Oh, so, oh. Um, it's picking up steam. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is close to signing on to direct and write. May end up starring as well, potentially as Invisible Woman. But I heard The Thing's love interest is another possibility. Uh, the Thing's love interest is Alicia. Hmm. Um, she's blind. Um, that's basically her character. She's she's oh, The Thing's yeah. love interest, and, and she's blind. That's right. John Krasinski is going to reprise Mr. Fantastic. He is set to star, executive produce, and write. May have a similar deal to Oscar Isaac, uh, where he will sign one project at a time. Uh, the good old fashioned, uh, the good old fashioned NBA second year player option, a contract. <laughs> that one's for you, Carter. <laughs> a three year deal, second year player option. The LeBron uh, one and one. Yeah, the LeBron one and one. Um, <laughs> Other actors, actresses I've heard met with Marvel Studios and Krasinski regarding roles are Paul Giamatti, John Cena, John Hamm, Elizabeth Banks, Jack Black, Mark Wahlberg, Lucas Till, Blake Lively, Jonah Hill, Rudy Pankow, Rudy Pankow, Walker Scobell, Noah Jupe, and Elle Fanning. Um, what Marvel Studios discussed with each, I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Paul Giamatti, I that one. Hey, that pal. Was a head hey, pal. It's clobbering time. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm the thing. You want Uncle Sam? Hey, hey it's Mark Wahlberg. It's the thing. Better not be. Uh, what's going on? I, I was almost going to get dark with it. Um, just, hey, just Google, I just Google hey, Mark Wahlberg. I'm the thing. Like, I'm going to beat up gay people. Yeah. I, are you a person of color? I'm going to beat you up. Where are the old Peter Beast guys at? Yeah, just Google Mark Wahlberg beating people up. It's not great. He um, has a whole he has a whole Wikipedia. He has a he has a whole section on Wikipedia labeled hate crimes. Yeah, most oh, bankable no. actors in Hollywood. How the fuck does that happen? It's amazing he still has a career. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson doesn't even have a subheader <laughs> called hate crimes. Like Johnny Depp might not get a second chance, but yet Mark Wahlberg still is like father stealing all this shit. It's elite PR team. Like, he's got a great talent team around him to keep this machine rolling. Um, yeah, Paul Giamatti, Mark Wahlberg, I'd be stunned if they were cast in this. Like, I do not see it. I think they're going to go as young as possible with some of these. Um, I would like Jack Black as Ben Grimm or Johnny Hill. I would like either one. Oh, man, Jonah. I can't, I can't wrap my head around Jonah Hill. Like, I mean, sure, give him a shot. The photos of Jonah Hill with like his current like beach bum look where he's got like the bleached out like 
the bleached out fried hair and beard in a mocap suit would be so (laughs) fucking funny. That's gonna be, but they that did that leak did said that they were like a deal's gonna be done within days. Yeah, like that that must have some steam to it if it hasn't been completely debunked yet. Blake Lively, I'm imagining would be Sue Storm. I don't hate it. I don't think I don't Blake Lively's. It. I don't think Blake Lively's a very good actor. No, um, neither is her husband. But we will save that for another. Uh, day. Ooh. Whoa! Hey, I Ooh. like. Hey, hey! I have a theory. He's he acts the same in every movie, but he's perfect as Deadpool. He actually does act the same in every movie. Uh, John Hamm. I'm That's interested. Okay. I'm interested who John Hamm. John Hamm would make a great dude. Oh, um, he, he he's such a douchebag, or he could play such a great arrogant smart asshole. He'd be great. Yeah, he'd be great as Doom, and it's basically no different than what he's been doing post Mad Men anyway, where he just plays FBI agent. <laughs> but my dream doom would be like like Cranston, like I said in our group chat and our in our chat with the three of us. I want Cranston. I'm. I know it's. I know it's probably not a popular pick, but give me like an old bitter Doctor Doom. That would be sick as hell. Because you fucking. He would. There are a couple movies. There are a lot of names on this list I don't recognize, like Lucas Till. Who the fuck is Lucas? Oh, Till? he he was. The name in, is familiar to me. Oh yeah, he um he was in Inception, I think. No, he um, he was yeah. when they were oh yeah, he was havoc. Guy. He was he was guy. havoc in uh oh in the newer X Men movies, first class and uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. So he obviously would be Johnny. Um, he they obviously met with him for Johnny or Ben, or he could be Ben Grimm. Yeah, could uh, be. Rudy Pankow. Bring bring back Michael Chiklis. Rudy Pankow is a douchebag from. Outer Banks, everyone says I look like. Oh, oh yeah, he's uh he's Maddie uh what the fuck's her name? He's the brother, right? He's the brother of the rich girl. I haven't seen Outer Banks. I don't know. People just say, Hey, I'm watching Outer Banks. Look, this guy looks like you. And I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he no, he's like he's like one of the he's one of the pogues or whatever. Casting um, has been underway for Fantastic Four for a couple months, so yeah. Rudy I'm Pankow, Walt Walker Scobell. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Bryce Dallas Howard and then like maybe announce the full cast because they're going to start filming, you know, next year. And yeah. shit, Mahershal Ali announced himself as Blade three years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and it sounds like and it sounds like Patrick and it sounds like Patrick and Valeria are going to be in. Are going to be in the queue because, like Walker Skullbell, Noah Jupe. <laughs> I I don't see it, Carter. I kind of see it a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of sounds like they're gonna they're just gonna go right in and do Patrick and Valeria, um, which is interesting because, um, technically in the comics, uh, Patrick and Valeria Richards are are mutants. They have the mutant next gene. They're gonna connect it to the. They, they I have think- that. They have they're, the they're gonna introduce so, the X-Men that way. So that'll be that'll be interesting. And Elizabeth Olsen has said she wants to be part of the X-Men movies. Yeah, I you know, I I think the kind of way I think kind of what happened is kind of like the perfect um is, is is like the most obvious, like she's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's not dead. Hundred percent. She's she's right. She's trying to heal from the. Um, <laughs> she's healing from the Darkhold's influence or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> my favorite joke that I've seen. Um, I can't take credit for this. Is um, there's a uh, back in like the mid 2010s when it didn't look like Disney was going to get the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four back. They started winding down the comics, um, the production yeah. of the comics, um, because they're like, we don't want to give these assholes any more material. Didn't they um, like straight up end the Fantastic Four? Yeah, like they did. They stopped publishing Fantastic Four comics for a while. Um, and then they had Wanda straight up murder the X-Men. The House of M, um, right? The House of M, yeah, where she goes, um, the famous line from that is no more mutants. Yeah. Um, so I was joking, a good, a good way to bring mutants into the MCU uh, would be like that Lionel Hutch joke from The Simpsons, where it was like, uh, free consultation? No, money down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, more mutants. Yeah, I think Fantastic Four is going to pave the way for the X Men, and unless they unless they all of a sudden out of nowhere sneakily say, "Hey, Deadpool three is going to start shooting any any day," um, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. The I I'm excited that the mutants are coming. Like I am ready for this. I've been ready. I am so happy they're they're basically here. Like I I can't fucking wait. Um. Do you guys have anything else to add? I think I think we're good to wrap up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We good? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. Um, go see Doctor Strange 2 if you're somehow listening and still listen to this, you're a sicko without list without actually watching the movie. Um, but you know, once again, rest in peace, Adrian Payne. Love you and miss you. Uh, gone incredibly too soon. Um, but for everyone out there, um, fellas, let's have a good night and go green. Go white. Uh, go white. Don't buy, don't buy Granger products.